This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. <laughs> With Karen and Chris. You're listening to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. We're leaving Karen's house in a brand new oh. Lexus of some kind. It's beautiful. I mean, I couldn't be more excited to have a car. I think already listeners are enjoying the sound quality. <laughs> well, because it's a hybrid. So you don't have, have all that uh, pesky engine noise. It's quiet like a Prius, but it's classy like a Lexus. So you're saying my Escort. Escort? <laughs> it's not yeah, an Escort. Do, no, that's a Ford. Am I? I think I'm, I'm having memories of my old car. That would have been really terrible for podcasting. My Ford Escort wagon LX. It's a uh, Honda Accord. Oh. It's pesky with the sounds. A lot of uh, real tinny sound? Is it like being in a bit of a metal box? There's some whizzing. There's some <laughs> lunging. There's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of sounds that we don't want to hear. <laughs> a lunge sound. Was that going and stopping? Yeah, it's just there's a heaving. There's a lot of, my car just makes, my car sounds like an orgy. Well, well. Aren't you lucky? There's a lunging and heaving. Yeah, but I'm not involved. It's like I drive around in a car at an orgy I'm not invited to. Oh, you're like the orgy's chauffeur. Yeah, I'm the guy that has to clean up after. <laughs> uh, I would just like to say... That? Oh, Ooh. That was a Porsche. Yeah. 911. Driven uncharacteristically by an asshole. <laughs> wow. That was one of the rare Porsche owners that doesn't respect the rules of the road. Yeah, usually... People, most Porsches I see have Greenpeace stickers. And they use their um, arms to signal mm. blinker and arm signals, mm. which I really appreciate. You can never be too safe, most <laughs> Porsche owners will tell you. <laughs> uh, the last episode we did, I sounded like I was on white drugs. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> to myself, when I listened to the beginning of it, and I had to turn it off because I was beginning to truly despise myself, um, it was just, I think I'd had a lot of coffee. Oh, and you sounded like you were riding the white pony? A little bit. Or I was a little bit excited. Oh, that's funny. I didn't, I thought we were great. I did too, but I feel like what I'm saying is maybe I need to get back on speed. Right. No, that's, I like the episodes where it sounds like I'm on, I'm doing white drugs. Right? It's like... I mean, let's be our best selves. Yeah, you never know. Like at the beginning of this, it's like, well, I sound sedated and I called a Honda Accord a Ford Escort. So <laughs> either I'm having a stroke or this is already um, a bad podcast brain day uh, for me. I would like to say to our listeners, mm-hmm. in case they're, this isn't their experience, right now we're in the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles and it is easily... Uh, in the mid 90s, if not maybe 100 degrees. Yep. Do you think it's 100 degrees outside? I, I, I wouldn't. I. It's so hard for me to know. I know it's 20 degrees hotter than where I live by the beach. I mean, you know, yesterday it was 69 degrees. Ooh, that is a nice. Yeah, it's it's commonly 20 degrees cooler where I live. Yeah. And uh, granted, it takes me two hours to get anywhere, but it's so hot over here. I can't deal, but in your fancy new car, which probably tests your body's temperature and adjusts accordingly <laughs> with robot it, abilities. It gives me shots of B12. How does your car unlock itself knowing you're in the area? Because it's it's so crazy. It's all computers now. Oh, look, it says it's 110. There's no way. Look at that. How is it 110? From the Weather Channel as of five minutes ago, Burbank, California, 110. It says 102 there. That says feels like. Oh my good lord. Because there's some wind? Yeah, I guess, because there's wind, westwardly wind at 14 miles per hour. This, guys, this is all being information being provided to us by my car. There's a tiny hologram of a meteorologist <laughs> saying that the wind is our only hope. <laughs> Do you guys like Star Wars jokes? I don't usually, but that's, that's about as, that's as deep cut as I'll get. That was some good shit. Thanks, thanks. Oh, I'm so upset about the current. No, uh, oh, I can't, I can't even pre- pre- pretend from this point. Ron Howard. Yeah. Some, yeah, that's, that's all a, There's yep, your reference. That's a reference. Ron okay. Howard's doing the new one. That's right. Your car, but how does it know, it, so it knows your key is in your pocket? Oh, yes, right. So it's all computers now. Like cars are all computer, right? Computer, um, so yes, it's when I walk up to my car, the keys obviously are in my purse. So when it senses that the key is near the door, it unlocks the driver's side door. That's absolutely amazing. It's the best because then when you have a bunch of shit in your hands, you don't yeah. have to be doing anything because it just does it for you. I always have shit in my hands. I do too. Whoever gets in their car, like, I'm just going to drive, nothing to bring anywhere, no belongings on me. Yeah, no, never. I'm just going (laughs) for a drive in my leather gloves. (laughs) And my mirrored aviator sunglasses. Just just my my, my wayfarers and my isotoners. (laughs) Wait, I have to tell you, Mm -hmm. I had... I think it was a burrito delivered to my door the other day. And when I opened the door, you know how usually when you get something delivered to your house, the delivery guy stands back like two, three feet, maybe two feet from the door when you open it. So he's like, hey, delivery or whatever. I opened my door and the guy was standing like, like his nose was practically touching the screen door. And he was wearing mirrored aviator sunglasses and then and like a hat and a army jacket that was like buttoned up. 
and it was so hilarious. Like he, and he wasn't like presenting the bag as if to say, here's why I'm at your door. It was just him standing really close to my door. And I burst out laughing because (laughs) I think it was just ludicrous. If he was bigger or like, I would have been more scared or something, but it was, it was like a, a a poli sci major was, was trying to be threatening. Was he, he, was he mad? Did he have to drive too far or something? Um, well, no, because maybe he was mad that I didn't go get it because it was kind of close to my house. I just didn't feel like having to get ready okay. to leave. But he, uh, I mean, it's his job. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure. But it was, or maybe he just started and he doesn't realize the kind of like the, the subtleties of don't look like you're about to go in the door when you're bringing someone a burrito. I find most door-to-door sales and or drop-off of product industry jobs, <laughs> you try to not look like an angry murderer. That's yes. just one of the first things. I think it's key. And when they open the, the, also when I opened the door, he didn't say anything. He was just standing there. It was really hilarious, like in, in a... You, God, you're bad at this job kind of way. Sometimes those apps, unlike Uber, it won't immediately, it'll just be set to your address. And and someone was at my house and ordered some Taco Bell or something to uh, my house, but it ended up going to her house, which is 100 miles away. It was <laughs> in, or Los Feliz, not in Matheby. So this guy went to the house, called her phone, and... Uh, we both were like, oh, so sorry. Can you just cancel it? He said, no, I'm coming. Like, he was angry already, oh. hung up on us, and then drove across town with Taco Bell. It took him over an hour, <laughs> in the middle of the day, and he showed up, same thing, face pressed against the door, angry, but he had a Freddy Krueger hat, oh, and he no. was a big, intimidating, angry guy, and he was so mad, he just forced the bag in my face and like I grabbed it and he just let go of it and he exhaled and like left and I was like um I'm not actually not okay with how angry that guy is who just uh saw where I lived and so I went outside yeah. and he was peeing on the side of my house what because of the long drive he had to go to the bathroom oh, sure he wasn't out and he kind of hid in the bushes but so then still. when he came out from peeing, I was like, hey. But, and then I scared him. So then he is angry, and I had startled him. And I just gave him a handful of money so he wouldn't kill me later. Good. Uh, although, see, that's the thing is, everybody everybody goes, oh, yeah, this is so amazing. You can Postmates anything, anywhere. Well, yeah, you can. Right. But you're basically inviting a stranger mm-hmm. to come and bring you something that you that you're... They know now that you have the kind of money where you can pay... To have them bring you Taco Bell, or, right? You know what I mean. There's like a, it, you're just inviting anyone to come yeah. over to your house, and they 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 know all that about you. They know your dress. They know that you have expendable income, extendable, expendable, expendable. And the, all we know about them is they dress like Freddy Krueger, <laughs> and they probably are a big enough fan to where they'll kill you like him. Yeah, yeah. Over Taco Bell. Also, I don't know why he would just not. Because if, if it was your guy's fault, it's not like it's going to weigh against him. Really gave him an opportunity multiple times to not have to deliver this food. Right. It's like, there's a mistake. The Sorry, you went the wrong direction. It's our fault. Sorry. Yeah. 
I'm coming. Oh, Chuck, uh, you're so angry. You uh. are so angry. <laughs> so, I'll never forget. That's the angriest someone's been at me all year, I think. It's so crazy. Well, I, that's not true. I'm very angry at you right now. Oh, well, good. <laughs> good. Oh, good. That makes me feel better about that interaction. <laughs> oh, we're doing a drone. Yeah, that we don't have to get out of my brand new car. So tell, um, if you had to sell someone on your car, what what do you know about it? What's it do? It's a high, it's... It's a hybrid. So I just filled it up uh, with gas today. It was totally on empty, 28 bucks. Mm -hmm. And it was empty from my drive back down from Petaluma. I only filled it up one time on that drive. And normally it's like two or three on the San Francisco to LA drive. Wow. Um, and Petaluma is how far north of San Francisco? Like um, pe uh, let's see, Petaluma is like 30 miles north of San Francisco and San Francisco is about 330 miles north of LA. So, so almost that. 400 That's miles. That's amazing. It was, it was mind blowing. So when is your car, when does it use gas? Um, it decides. So here's the thing here. So see this here, so you can go. Sorry, I'm adjusting your That's okay. mic thing. Um, oh wait, let's order Starbucks. Yes, indeed. Guys, uh, proud sponsor. If you want anything, let us know. Ooh, I didn't know, <laughs> lady. First um, of all, change your tone. Let's see. Can I get um a venti mango iced tea? A venti mango iced tea. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll just have a. Uh... Sorry, well, I I can't hear you. That's good. Um, no, just, uh, can it be just tea? Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh, the medium iced coffee. And also a uh, grande iced coffee. Grande. Why did I say sweet medium? Sweeter unsweet? Oh, unsweetened, please. Unsweetened, please. Unsweetened. Okay, what else for you? That's going to be all. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I was complaining about my mic, uh, but she's got a much worse... <laughs> She's as dependent on a good quality. Yeah, much lab. more so. And it sounded like we were talking to a, a character from SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, but. That lives under the sea. That lives under the sea and is trying to stab our ears with a knife. Yeah, she had a high pitched but drowning in water voice. She was a combination of two different characters on SpongeBob. <laughs> That's right. One, a character on SpongeBob who can't swim. That's so sad. Well, there was, and I'm not a big SpongeBob head. Uh, but I really like the Southern Texas squirrel. Sandy? The, uh, it's the best cartoon <laughs> character ever. Well, do you want to hear an interesting piece of information? I would like to know about Sandy the squirrel. Well, Sandy the squirrel used to be my neighbor. What? Uh, yes, her name is Carolyn, Carolyn uh, Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And she is basically, she looks exactly like you would think a, a lady that does squirrel character voices on a cartoon would look. She's like very petite and has a little blonde bob. And mm -hmm. she is actually also, she's a voice actress. She's done a lot of work on a lot of things, but she's also a really badass real estate agent. Oh, wow. So she helped me when my, when I was in like really bad place with my house and like didn't know what to do and maybe mm -hmm. I should sell it and all this stuff. She came over after just she and I like passing on the street and having little neighbor chats. Uh -huh. She came over to my house one day and helped me open old scary mail. Oh, I remember when she did that, that for you. That was Sandy the Squirrel that oh, did that so with funny. me. You told me that story and I didn't realize. Yeah. 
That's that, so great. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, well, I didn't know she was like a realtor. I thought you had like a tax friend do that. Like, it was just a person not scared of mail like you. It was, a per- it was a lady, and she has a really good idea where she's like, so many people get into these positions, oftentimes after divorce. Right. She's like, she's like, we. Sh- I want to start a show where you just go and help people like f- find their way out of those financial situations. Right. Because there are ways out, and certain people know them, but the kind of people that get themselves into those problems don't know how to contact those I'm people. Not, I'm so bad. And now, had I had my surgery last time we podcasted? Has it been? I think. I, I no no no. You know what? You were you had watched those fucking YouTube videos and I you were you were nervous. Yeah, and I was, and it was so I did it, and it was actually. Of course, I shouldn't have watched those videos because I wasn't around for the surgery. I just woke up from it. They had me walking right away. I'm repaired, and there's no pain in my joint. There's still pain from the surgery. Yeah. And a little infection, but I won't get into that. That's ooh, gross. Everyone ooh. loves that. Who wants to talk about pus? <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> but they, that's all treated? That is getting treated, okay. yeah. But the, the relief I'm feeling in my joint is well worth it. But I'm getting these bills. Um... And I'm scared to open them because yes. I'm just waiting to make sure they go through insurance first. But I am so scared of bills. I, I my know. mom was that way too. I, I remember in kindergarten, cops came to my house. It's one of my earliest memories. Police came to my house and arrested my mom. No. Because she had ignored <gasps> collection notices. No fucking way. Are yeah. you serious? It, yeah, it's unbelievable. And they were embarrassed. I remember the cops looking at me and like going, oh, God, this is ridiculous. And my dad's like kind of uh, reprimanding them. Like, why are you doing this for, in front of the kid? And they arrested my mom. That's crazy. For, That's, that for was my fear. some credit card bill that she, it kept coming and she ignored it and didn't tell my dad. And that was, but that sounds like I'm making that up. It's unbelievable that they arrested her. But at the time... Rather than fuck with your credit, I guess, you put put in the pokey. I yeah. don't know. It was the 70s. Yeah, maybe they didn't have the system yet where they're like, this will be a point against your... Right. Da-da-da. Yeah. No, this was, yeah, early 80s. I, I don't know why. But anyway, they, the point is, she was always willing to ignore bills as am I as am I yeah and it's something that you obviously you can do and it in the short term feels good Mm -hmm. and feels like an actual solution Mm -hmm. oftentimes I would combine ignoring bills with smoking it just an egregious amount of pot sure sure those things go very well together but then they're still there (laughs) hi hey 620 is your total oh do you need some help nope Thank you. Thank you. Starbucks. Your best friend on a summer day. Yeah. I, it used to be our fun joke to say it's a proud sponsor, but I don't want, I don't want to Thank even you. pretend that we're sponsored by Starbucks. Um, I even am embarrassed. Like there's all these, you know, you're supposed to go to these ma and pa coffee places, but I'm sorry. Uh, Starbucks gives me the right level of jitters. But yes. I, well, I want to get, I want something familiar and I want to know that I'm going to know what it tastes like, it's, right. that it's going to be the thing I want. And I don't get that. When I go to mom, pa coffee houses, they usually have the gourmet coffee that right. tastes like hot orange juice mixed with 
black tea kind. There's something very citrusy and gross about it. There's coffee now mixed with butter. No. Yeah, it's called oh, bullet or something. Oh, yes, yes. No, no, I've actually tried that. Because that's some kind of like um, paleo thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is. So that is what uh, Josh Brolin. It's so funny <laughs> that because he lives in my area. I always see him walking around and I've said hi, forgetting that he's an actor. I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, I just waved at you because you were in Thrash in the movie. <laughs> uh, he was Corey Webster in Thrash and he's done other things since then. Yeah. But uh, he on his Instagram, he, you know, he's 50 in his early 50s he is super ripped and there was like videos of him lifting weight veiny little muscle man uh and because he is not a big person he's kind of a little guy oh is he yeah yeah it's so funny these actors they're all they're all 5'8 I totally pictured him as a, a tall guy all he yeah me too all he he said fish and rice and a morning bullet yes butter coffee and I'm like but it's working for that guy. Well, and I have to say this. There's some... The first time I tried bullet coffee... But they say now you're not supposed to um, ingest coconut oil. The way coconut oil has been sold as this, like, cure-all is not true. That's what I read recently, too. But it does... It's bad for your body, cholesterol and stuff. But it's good still, I believe, for your or your alkaloid triads, the brain thing. Which oh. was the reason I got into it. And it's still like Alzheimer's treatment thing. It helps those that whatever. I think it's an alkaline triad. Yeah, because it's fats in your brain that you need yeah. to make sure you have. So maybe it's bad for you. They're like, don't. It gives you heart attacks. That's fine. Sorry, will you look at what's happening over here against the... Um, those boys all dress the same, texting as if for a... I, I, it's... And there was a dad in there. Oh, was there? Because there, it was like five boys was, leaning against at, a wall texting. I think six or seven total. That looked like a weird... All with their back against the wall with their one leg cowboyed <laughs> up against the wall. That looked that looked like some kind of porn thing to me. It did. It, that was like one of those tickle fight clubs. <laughs> <laughs> they were about to go in, have some weird guy film them tickle oh, each other. You saw that documentary, oh, right? Oh, it's the best. Oh, it's on Netflix God. right now. Tickled is on... Uh, when I saw it, it was uh, the guy, the Nathan for You guy, was, was doing a Q and A afterwards. It was a screening at that silent movie theater, yes. and and the filmmaker was there, and it was really interesting. He said the guy in the end of who ends up being the villain that is kind of organizing this whole weird tickle underground tickle video <laughs> ring as a woman. He is as, po- posing as a woman. As posing as different women and then as this guy yeah as many people he's real a creepy rich kid like a a trump type uh family was wealthy uh from manhattan in a in a building near the trump building yeah like he is one of these uh rich his whole life and he just was hiding in some apartment and doing these t- or tickle videos and the guy <laughs> I think that movie started out as just a project, a short film project, mm-hmm. and then it started folding and unfolding as documentaries do and turning into this other story. Because the filmmaker was started getting threatened by this woman saying, right. you have to cease and desist, you know, this is not, like, stay away, and real threats. And so then, of course, he was like, well, now as a docu- documentary filmmaker, I have to. Yeah. Like, it's my job to look into this. 
and it got weirder and crazy. I, if you haven't seen this documentary, it's, it's called great. Tickled, and you have to see it. You it's have unbelievable. To see it. Sorry, I gave away a little bit of spoilers, but uh, it is absolutely. And to meet that guy and see that he's just a sweet, normal kind of passive person, but that lunatic shows up at his screenings. Yeah. And and even has asked some decent questions. Like I like the film; it's well edited. But why why are you following me? Like is that true? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The guy is, has come to several screenings in different cities oh because my God. he's rich. He's, he's got r- expendable, if not extendable, income. <laughs> Expandable. It's, it's, it's growing. It's an expensive income. It's like money that's a tiny pill that you throw in water and turns to a sponge of a dinosaur. It's expungeable <laughs> income. He um, also... I, it, can, I can say the dumbest shit. Dumbest. <laughs> and you, you, uh, you, you're a good yes-ander. God, we should have done improv. <laughs> I hate improv. Yeah, but you're you're very good at. I I oftentimes I don't make sense. I'm not enunciating. I'm speaking, to, and you're just like, yep. Yeah, because we're simpatico. Exactly. Yeah, we know what we're talking simpatico. about. Simpatico. Simpatico. Um, that's what to to me the creepiest part of that movie was how it shows that when rich people that the problem with rich people who don't have any sense of of humanity that are sociopaths or psychopaths or whatever their thing is they can use money to control people right and they don't care what the effects of it are because they're just getting they don't care they're getting what they want you know and that's it's that thing of like this it's the it's so it's so heavy and philosophical it's like this like you know the the weight of capitalism where it's like well you can make all this money but then at the end of the day are you the kind of person that's going to do good with it or are you going to oppress people with it? Right. And that's what this, like, all those kids that were in, like, Flint, Michigan making the videos because they had to. And then the boy that was getting kids to make them because he would make more money than making the video. Yeah, like, it turned into this Amway uh, oh, sales triangle. So heavy. Yeah, it's really, it was, it was some bad people. It makes, there's a lot of, I've, I have a lot of negative feelings towards money. And that was another movie where it's like... It proved your point. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I don't pay bills. That's why I don't make money, because I don't want to become a jerk. <laughs> stay poor, stay sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only way to do it. No, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, Got myself a fancy robot leg, didn't I? Yeah, you sure did. Yeah, I figured that out. You Thank God you did it before they re- entirely repealed all health care in this country. I am so scared. I'm going to do, uh, because I've always looked like Paul Ryan, and he's yes. uh, at the forefront of making sure that no more babies are born through Medicaid. It's how many, what, there's a percentage of a staggering percentage of babies that are born through Medicaid that no longer will be able to. What does that even mean? Like, we don't even know what that means. Little kids that have special treatments that no longer will be. Every day I see a new story about it. Some kid that has really specific tubes in his nose and yep. he won't be able to afford it afford it anymore well, so, and the, but it doesn't make sense because the, have you seen there's an infographic that's unbelievable it's it shows how much like the top six insurance ceos make there's some of them that make like uh eight hundred thousand dollars a day their their yearly income is like 260 million dollars or something insane like that where it's like and the and 
this is, they're making sure that these people, it's just so, it's like that, that concept of no such thing as a free lunch, but it's, but these motherfuckers absolutely get free lunch every single day. Yeah. They literally go places and they're like, are you fancy? (laughs) We're going to, lunch is on us, fancy insurance man. Yeah. It's It's crazy. I hate it. It's very upsetting. It is upsetting. Uh, this is a comedy podcast. Yeah, we do make jokes. But we aren't going to right now. No. Because that's my that's where I work. Oh, wow. In the Sunkiss building. Wow. That Sunkiss? The soda? Uh, yes, they they all left. <laughs> and now there's TV production offices in there. That Wow, that's a convenient location for you. I like it. It's fun. That's fun. I, I'm going to have a job one day. Yeah, you will. Yeah, I don't I want one right now. No. I like... I like my freelance lifestyle. Yeah, you're a big freelancer. Yeah. You know what I'm doing lately? What? Designing emojis. What? Well, it's little skateboarding emojis. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah, I don't... I mean... They're going to be in a magazine first. I don't know if they're going to... But I I think that they should... I'm going to figure out how we can actually use them. That's very cool. Because I'm putting too much time into them looking like emojis. They're just emojis of little... Poorly made skateboard ramps and skateboarder heads and <laughs> ankle bruises. Really specific skateboard emojis. Yes, yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, that's a, that's what I've been doing lately. I mean, look, I love the emojis that come with the phone. Me too. But I don't need seven different kinds of sushi to right. express myself to my friends. I need... Dicks. Where are the little where dicks? Where are the dicks and butts? I'm tired of using <laughs> these peaches and eggplants. That diagonal egg- eggplant can't be a boner anymore. It can't. It just, no one's boner is purple. I really have went to, I'm such a child, uh, adult emojis. Like I was hoping you could get a little package so I can have more than just a coiled up poo. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think you can buy more. Yeah. Can't I you? I hope so. I don't know. You never, I never, uh, I have yet to get any, you know, some boobs or wieners. Oh, yeah. I bet you have to, I wonder if they like allow that or if there's some kind of a rule against it. Maybe there isn't. Yeah. They are little cartoons though. No, but, that's true. Yeah. I do like um, the It'd be fact funny that... if any kind of porn is rampant on the internet and any child can see fingers and urethras but they, they <laughs> keep they keep the cartoon emojis from being too yeah, explicit they're like don't be filthy yeah sorry well what i think is funny is that people will always find a way so it's like there are no there are no body part emojis but it is now internationally known that the eggplant is a dick and the peach is a butt i mean mm-hmm. that's just how it is people because of the emojis people are starting to bring these fruits and vegetables into the bedroom <laughs> Now, have you, folks, have you heard about this? Folks, listen up. Folks, people are bringing in (laughs) these fruits and vegetables. Now, I'm telling you, eggplant doesn't taste good with a peach. As per suggestion of the emoji, carrots are going in the hooters. (laughs) In their hooters. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The carrots are going into the hooters? Yeah, yeah. It's just, they're walking in with a bunch of baseball dads. (laughs) And kind of being inappropriate with the, some girls that are trying to pay for college through waitressing. They're at passing Hooters. out carrots at Hooters. Yeah. Usually it's on the side of some wings. It's really just something to occupy ranch. Carrots and, um, you know, <laughs> celery. Uh, it's They're just thinly veiled ranch vehicles for your mouth. That's I agree. That's oh. all they are. If it, 
If it weren't for carrots and celery, we would all just be drinking little things of ranch. Oh, that's kind of gross. I don't like that. Doing like ranch shots? Yeah, I don't like the idea of it being a beverage. I'd, I'd like to take that back. Okay. We Especially on this. I'll edit it. On this hot, hot day. You know what I want is a sip of your mango. Oh, is please do. No, no, no. I, I actually meant to, to offer because it's so good. And then I didn't. Mm. Oh, it's sweet and delicious. Is it, too, is it too tart? No, God, I really like it. <laughs> Should we go to a different Starbucks oh and get more? Oh, my God. Well, I think I want one. <laughs> what is that, mango? Uh, yes. <laughs> it tastes like a real mango. <laughs> you know, people are taking mangoes into the bedroom. <laughs> they're squeezing them. They're putting mm -hmm. them into their uh, Starbucks <laughs> drinks. Right into their hoo-hahs. Okay. <sighs> it is uh, here in the valley. We're just driving randomly around the valley. Mm -hmm. There, I saw a very large man getting off a bike just now. Just now to your left. I didn't see what he was doing. Well, he was very, I mean, like, God bless. He's trying to get out there and move around. Lord bless him. Lord on high, bless this man. <laughs> but not when it's 110. You, This is the one day you had the perfect excuse to take off. It's 110. Have you been, have you been watching? I don't know. I'm not laughing because it's bummed me out. And uh, I've been. I watched the keepers, and now I'm on a Handmaiden's Tale. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, I'm a feminist, and I've been <laughs> it. The but the the things they say when they greet each other. I can't remember. Living in his uh, living in his grace. Oh. The gifts are in our eyes. The sun is a bounty. Oh, or when no. they just say these. It's uh, it's fine. I want to start using those. Um, I haven't watched the new The Handmaid's Tale because it's too real. It, um, it is, it really, I know they were working on it probably prior to the current climate, but it really, really, really is scary. It's um, all of the parallels that are in it that I know they weren't thinking that up in the last 150 days or whatever. I think they've. We're no. still in pre-production or whatever. Well, and, <laughs> and that book, Margaret Atwood wrote the book right, know, the 20 book. years and ago. And there's a movie. Wasn't there a movie with like Amy there was. Quinn? Yeah. Yeah. It was good, actually. It was real good. And Robert Duvall. Uh, but also creepy. I mean, the whole idea of it, though, is just... Here's the thing. I feel like... I've said this before. This is my thing. I'm holding on to it tight. That this is the... The purging of... The, pur the purging and the awareness, the awakening. Good people are awakening to the fact that they can't stay neutral anymore about other people's oppression. So if it's that whole thing of... That's why it, all these libtards are going from snowflake <laughs> to, to violent. To cuckland. To cuckling violence. Because <laughs> uh, we're getting, we're not going to take it anymore. Well, but they, it's like <laughs> libtards. Lib uh, Sorry, it's fun to say you that. Can't, you can't pretend anymore that mm -hmm. it's not a big deal. Right. That used to be, everybody was kind of like, nah, don't make such a big deal about the problem. Yeah. Well, it's a huge fucking problem. Right. And when I say it, I mean 95 different fucking things that happen every single day. Crazy. And in this, though, the, the, with a lot of these sci-fi or the dystopian future movies, it's about not being able, no one can make babies. Babies mm -hmm. have all of a sudden become this commodity or currency. Yeah. Which I don't like that that's a... Is that happening? Is everyone starting to shoot blanks? Is well, what, I mean, it more than it used to be, although we're so overpopulated. The world is so yeah, overpopulated. But exactly. It's like when that's not going to be a problem for even our kids. If, if no. people quit making people. But I think it's the thing of chemicals... When you, you know, when you take all the uh, re restrictions off of... Uh, 
chemical corporations and all the shit. Which, of course, is happening right now. Which is happening. Mm -hmm. Then everything becomes poison, and pretty Mm -hmm. soon, yeah, everyone's sterile because everybody's oh look we're now we've gone into we are in an interesting i think we're about to hear some gunfire (laughs) this Mm. is sunland if i've ever seen it we've been in this area though i think we have yeah we've driven along this railroad up ahead this is just the area where people who can't afford to pay three thousand dollars a month for rent live which is a lot of people yeah these are people that are able to pay like 750 or eight yeah that's great. Which was the normal amount when I was a child Which growing is, up. Yeah, maybe I'll move over here. <laughs> that's Ooh, that's nice. That one with the bullet holes is nice. <laughs> ooh. Ooh, I like that graffiti. I bet there's fun parties out here. Yeah. I'd block wanna... parties and whatnot. Yeah, I bet they just block off the street here a lot. And crack open a fire hydrant. Yes. I, I've always wanted to do that. Shit, I've never the, been able to play in a fire hydrant. The road literally ends. In about a thousand feet. Well, Oops. well, I have, a, I have never played in a, an open fire hydrant either. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, maybe I only want to, like in a city. Right. It would only be fun in the Bronx. That would be really fun. There's so many things that are just iconic memories from my childhood and then I realize, oh, that's a movie. I've never yeah. <laughs> I've never jumped around and played in a fire hydrant. I've never um I, I was going to have a second example, oh, and I ahead. left you out. To, I, I know I hung you out to dry there. Do you, do you have one? I don't. No, I'm still just fire hydrant. That's the only thing I haven't done in my life. That, <laughs> Other than that, I'm fulfilled, apparently. I can't well, think let's of, get you a fire hydrant. I can't think of one life regret other than jumping in fire hydrant water. I was going to say I've never played under a parachute, which is they always use very cinematically Weird. in film. Oh, except I, for I have, because I went to Montessori Grammar School. Uh, you do that shit all the time. And Montessori Grammar School is like where you can talk however you want, right? <laughs> yeah, you can really bring that lip right over to the teacher. <laughs> it's like grade yourself and go at your own pace and yeah. everybody's smart in their own way. It's all that shit. You are your own professor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, it's good preparation for how the real world is. Yes. You know, like when you get something done, you get a dot on a card, just like the real world. <laughs> you get a green dot for math and a red dot for English. Um, yeah, we always had to play in parachutes when I was young. They make you do that a lot? Yeah, yeah. I don't, what What do you think that, it's it's a group activity, it's something to make kids do. I guess you're sort of being active, those are reasons. But really, why? Why, why the parachute? I think it's, um, you know, maybe they had them around and they realized it's a fun, like I, that is actually one of my favorite memories from being a child is, it was very magical. Like mm. you throw the parachute up. It's it's team building type mm-hmm. of bullshit where everybody throws the parachute up at one time and then it becomes this like mushroom shape. Sure. And you can do the thing where you then get down in it. Right. You pull your side down and you, you can be inside and it stays up for a while. Then it falls down on you. Then you do it again. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you see the other kids and then you're by yourself. It teaches you about loneliness. <laughs> That's right. And that that is going, definitely going to be a part of your life. Yeah. In the future, and then yeah. what you need to do if you're lonely is just throw that parachute up again. I just think it's funny that all schools have parachutes. Does that mean that they're not using the elementary school airplane and the parachutes <laughs> to jump? We could be in an airplane this whole time. Yeah, no one's using these parachutes. We should just take them to the gymnasium. 
I want to be flying in this airplane you're hiding from me at Paxson Elementary. I'm a panther. I didn't know Paxson had their own pilot, and he's unsafe. He's now unsafe. Because he flies with, he insists on wearing the mascot outfit while he's flying. He can't fly a plane while wearing a giant foam panther head. Yours was a panther? Yeah, Paxson Panthers. Ours was the Wilson School Warriors, and it had, I think we've talked about this, but we had the best shirts because it just said Wilson School and then this huge picture of a really cool looking Indian Native American mm-hmm. and they they changed it to uh, I wonder if mine changed because I was a Washington warrior oh and it was a it was a giant same thing Native American like feather headdress yes it, and I bet I, I wonder they should have changed it and I bet they did. In Missoula, Montana, that is the one that's the liberal nucleus of Montana. And there's plenty of uh, people in surrounding t- towns and reservations that would be offended <laughs> by it. Pissed. So I bet they don't. I bet it's just, uh, how about we have no graphics this yeah. year? We yeah. just have warriors. How about you pick a nice panther or a puma and then you could be that now yeah. instead? that doesn't offend anybody. Well, we were the Paxson Black Panthers, which is weird because oh. it was a mostly white school. <laughs> oh, these children with their fists in the air? <laughs> Fight, we were fighting the capitalists with a raised fist. Hell yes. Mm. As we should to to this, this very day. Mm. Um, I kind of like this area. The, I, we just drove by a strip mall I've never seen before. Are we in Glendale? No, no. This I is no like, idea where we are. This is... Um, Reseda, I think. Oh, it's... no, we're here. We're in Lavenderia. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. We're in Boost Mobile. Lavenderia, boy, they were really... That does mean a laundromat, correct? That's correct. Yes, I know. I took a little Spanish in Escuela. Oh. <laughs> yes. Un poquito. Look at the Knob Hill. That, oh, wow. I feel like that used to be very fancy. Do you remember that one time we drove by a building that looked like that, and it was this weird, like, uh, trap for children? It was like, magic, fun, bouncy ball clown castle. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, but it was, it had a weird feel about it. There was it. no, like, windows type of weirdness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's just kids, and they're trapped. Oh, and then now we're coming up on a Walmart, Walmart, which means that you know that we're kind of outside of the yeah. bounds of normal LA. Yeah. Walmart's, that's where people on the outskirts go to get everything. Yes. To take back to their compound <laughs> so you can peel their fingers off their gun from the cold hand. That's and right. they design their own flag. That's right. I'm assuming right. everyone, everyone in, outside of a city or in a small town has designed their own flag and they uh, want to be their own sovereign nation. Yes, they have bunkers. Yes, and a lot of canned goods. The bunker-based society. Yeah, my grandparents had a cellar with, uh, they were preparing for something. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was It was a dirt cellar. It was like dirt, and there was food down there hmm. and water, and we were told to go down there if shit hit the fan. Now, but what, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, I mean, what do you think they meant specifically? I think that uh, my grandpa was always scared of uh, atom bombs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. You know, this, uh, he was in the WW2. Yeah. And it could happen at any moment. Yeah. So. 
That's very true. We go to the basement. That'd... I would have had to drive across town to get to the basement, but. Or ride would... your bike if, if for some reason you couldn't get to a car. And then just eat soup for years? Is that what we were <laughs> supposed to do? Cold soup out of a can? <laughs> oh. I'd rather not live. That's also just kind of uncomfortable to be around my grandparents that long. <laughs> so much Scrabble. <laughs> what would we even talk about? I mean, just years of Scrabble and soup and no eye contact. If if you still had electricity, you could finally teach them how to use a computer correctly. <laughs> yeah. You would have enough time. Oh, well, they're all dead now, aren't they? Jesus, aren't they? <laughs> God damn it. Um. What do we? Um, what do? What do we? What? Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while, we just cover everything, and we're That's we're right. at a loss for words. We're like, we really covered everything. We really. There's nothing left um, to I'll, discuss. I'm going to discuss this with you. We mm-hmm. went to the Dave Holmes' show, The Friday 40. Which is not at, it was not at Nerdist. It was at this place you were describing called. It's Star, It's called Starburns Castle. Mm-hmm. And it's Dan Harmon's company, Starburns, now has a performance space in Burbank. And it's awesome. And um, you can kind of, they can set up anything. It's just a big, huge square room where they have all the, uh, kind of equipment and technology to set up a stage in any com- in any so when I was there to see Dave's home show mm-hmm. the stage was very high and the seats was folding seats and it was like two big rectangular block blocks of folding seats uh-huh. then when I went last night to do super tight the show at the same space the stage was low and wide because there was a, they had a band set up on uh-huh. it and they had a video screen down because Hamid Weinberg and Steve Stephen Fine Arts uh, showed a video that they made. Oh, cool. Um, and they had bleachers in the back. So they had the folding chairs and bleachers. Anyhow, um, it's, it's a super cool setup. But at the Friday 40, um, and if you have never gone to that and you live in L.A., I highly recommend it because it's a panel of three comics who have to drink a 40 ounce of beer while they per- while they play a trivia game. But the trivia game... Every time I've done it, it's with a sober competitor, and I'm the only one drinking. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I did that the one time <laughs> I played. Someone had to yeah. drink it for me. Yeah. Um, In the audience. Sadly. Yeah. But, uh, but <laughs> they have these people who are from some sketch group. I don't know where Dave gets them. or if Right. He, they're so fucking funny. And on this one, this guy came out as Mr. Poppers who was this summer school teacher, the summer school geometry teacher that was basically telling everybody, it's your own fault you're in summer school. It was so <laughs> funny. And he was telling these stories while he was setting up the trivia questions. He was also being very rude and condescending to all the kids who were at summer, <laughs> quote unquote, summer school. It was, can you hear that? Um, not yet. Okay. I'm so no. hot. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it sounds okay right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it was just incredibly enjoyable. And uh, one of those things where when it was over, I was like, I just, this is why I do comedy. This is why I love my life because my job and what I'm supposed to be doing is just always going to shows like this and yeah. making sure I know about things like this, which is the best. And I, I also read from Dave Holmes's post is the, the Hamilton um, musical guy, but Lynn, what's his name? Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah, he was there. He was in the audience. Yeah. Holy shit! And he said everyone performing 
was very conscious of him being there and whether or not he was laughing the whole time. Wow. Isn't that kind of cool? That's amazing. That's very cool. I didn't see him, but it was me and Julian McCullough standing in the back just talking to other comics in the back. Wait, this was, yeah. Was this? This past Friday. Right. And I, yeah, I, he texted me, said he was with you and I was at Meltdown and then, but I was heading home. That's right. Because we were, so I met him for dinner because I hadn't seen him in a long time. And then we were like, Neither have I. let's go do something fun mm-hmm. and let's go, let's go be among our people. And so and, he, he instinctively texted me. When, yeah. It's like, let's do something fun. And you both said, Fairbanks. Fairbanks. Got to. And I'm laying in bed taking Oxycontin. <laughs> <laughs> he is fun, but... You, the show that you had been on that night, or maybe you were supposed to be on, unfortunately was at seven o'clock, right, but yeah. the, the lineup Terrible was so sure. perfect. It was you, it was Andy Kindler, like everybody he read, I was like, we're there right now. Yeah, and yeah. then he goes, oh, seven o'clock. And yeah. I was like, God damn it. It was over. Yeah. yeah. But it was very, very fun. Who else very did that show? Who else was on it? Who else was on it? <laughs> I'm real bad. I'm a jerk that just showed up late and I was like am I up and then oh. I yeah well you are recovering and in recovery <laughs> so don't worry about it I did and then I had to rush back home because I needed my antibiotics and my pain pills yeah I'm just, I'm still recovering from this you know we gonna we can get you what we're gonna get you a little pill holder yeah that says Monday Wednesday Tuesday Thursday Friday <laughs> yes on it. because I always I have to have my epilepsy medicine on me at all times or I probably don't have to but I mentally need it so What's, well yeah when's the last time uh, that happened an epileptic seizure oh it's been years now. it's been it's probably six or seven years oh wow the only time I have them is if I've completely missed my medication get, taking my medication uh, and did I make this up or did would a strobe light set it off the, it can, uh, but I'm never around. Like, we look at this guy. Every time I see a strobe light, I'm like, think. Look he, at this cowboy's bow legs. He rides, there's a man that rides so many horses, it has affected his skeleton. Holy shit. You never see things like that no. in LA. He and is also, a he's hard, drunk. He is a hardcore cowboy. Yes. He, he's dressed Ooh. like a cowboy. His legs look like parentheses. <laughs> They were just. That's exactly what it looked like. I feel like, do you think that he became a cowboy? Because he's like, well, what am I going to do with this stance that I've had since I was a kid? No, no, no. (laughs) Because that was too. His legs, in between his legs was the shape of a horse. For real. Cross section of a head-on horse. The his the inside of his thighs were in mourning because there was no horse <laughs> touching them. You know in a, in a cartoon when a horse is like, I'm getting out of here, and he smashes <laughs> through a wall, and there's that horse shape? That was the silhouette between that guy's thighs. Jesus. That was his thigh gap was a horse. Mother of God. Let's go was... back. We got to go talk to him. Honk, honk, sir. <laughs> I have four questions. Bolo all... tie. Where'd you get it? <laughs> Belt buckle. How is it that big? Three. Did men break your legs or did <laughs> horses do that? <laughs> were you, I mean, it was like he's always been on a horse and just now got off it. That's my, what it honestly looked like. My dad's second um, wife had, his, they, the family was cattle ranch people in Montana, and her brothers and her dad all had those parentheses legs. Really? Yeah. They, uh, they, they all rode so many horses 
and even had fallen over on horses and mm -hmm. had the horses break their legs, mm -hmm. which you don't think about. But of course, if you fall over on a horse and the horse lands on your leg, you're, not, you're not done for. Really bad for your leg. Yes. Are we near Jackie Cations? <laughs> no. We're, I really don't know this city. We're way past. <laughs> There's nowhere near her, are we? Well, you no. no, actually, we kind of are, but it's it's further that okay. way. Okay. Well, you got the right idea. Friend of the show, friend of my person. <laughs> for a friend of your internal friend of my person. organs uh yeah i'm 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 jealous of a nice bow-legged i mean it's all my my lifelong dream is to not have well, my thighs touched. they used to be in my family then uh you know you brought it out well the, my did she's uh, met you know the marriages uh, like most of them just didn't last and uh Oh, she married in though, she right? She married out. She married in, <laughs> and then, uh, then she married out. She turned around and married right out. Yeah, you can marry in, you can marry out, you can marry sideways. You can never marry over, mm. across. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about chess. <laughs> I don't know how to play. I don't know how to play. I'm more Marriage of a checkers man. Marriage chess would be a great game. Yeah, it really would be a great combination. <laughs> Husbands and wives competing, a live show, and you watch them silently play chess oh. while they're mad at each other. For just for years. Just years and years of chess play. King me. Oh, it is all about you, isn't it? <laughs> Someone's always drunk. Shaggy me, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing uh, more fun than drunk voices. Drunk voice. I feel like I'm. <laughs> I need to work it into my act more. I have one drunk voice joke. <laughs> it's really good. You did it. Thank you just did a perfect drunk mom. Of <laughs> <laughs> a bitch. Son of a bitch. Also, I lived it. So there's part of it that's really not a character at all. Yeah, that's why it makes me laugh. It's because you're, <laughs> you're just triggering. It's like that, those kids in the fire hydrant. It's like, oh, that, that hit home and I'm laughing. I don't know what else to do. You sound like my mom in that blue robe without her headphones plugged in, just listening to Don't Worry, Be Happy, booming through the house because the headphones are just dangling. The cord is not plugged in. We are all listening to Don't Worry, Be Happy and it's not working for any of us. It doesn't work. That's the one song that you uh, it makes sense that you would choose it as some kind of influencing yeah. number but but it doesn't work yeah and of course you're gonna worry if somebody came and took a, your bed <laughs> <laughs> that means you can't they might come back yeah they might come back they're gonna take other shit as oh, well i hate oh, it no. when that happens someone crashed right into the front of the house yeah. You really, but look, sometimes you gotta go panels. to the bathroom. Yeah. Ooh, I, progressive. I, don't worry about that household. They got their shit together. Yeah. I feel like solar panels means somebody's paying attention. Yeah. Not the <laughs> Yeah. They just don't pay attention <laughs> while they're driving. Because <laughs> they had more run through the gate. <clears throat> mm. <clears throat> Have you ever, speaking of drunk voices, seen the. It was the first. Back before vi videos were viral, you would just get a cassette tape and someone would say, here, watch this. And yeah. usually it's something close up and sexually explicit. But sometimes, And sometimes it'd time, be a VHS tape Martha that you could Kelly, actually see. Martha Kelly loaned me this VHS tape. Uh, and uh, it was, someone had recorded their neighbors drunk. And yeah. then uh, just did it a puppet, like had puppets, a puppet show. Oh. To this recording of the, that they so you could tell it was muffled and it was two drunk men that maybe were an old couple that yes, lived together that's or a old roommates. It's a famous tape. It is the best. There's and a documentary about it. Is I don't even remember anything what it's called. I just remember laughing so hard 
and it's like how does the world see this how do I see more of this it's uh and who knows what those people went on to do it's probably wonder shows and people or something it's I don't... the 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 thing was called it wasn't it like something like fuck you little man or yeah something um, there's a documentary about that you can see of the guys that made the tape and how famous they got because of the tape and how oh, wow. basically it was one of the first viral videos and all that stuff. It's amazing and I'd never heard it before I saw the documentary, but everyone I know had. See, I didn't even know about this documentary and I just basically pitched the documentary. See, everything happens before I think of it. That's right. You need to catch up <laughs> to... Uh, well, I used to love those things though. I remember a videotape we went at, uh, we were at Mary Lynn Ray's Cup's house when she mm-hmm. lived with John Bryan. And we, I think it was Patton brought over a VHS tape and it had all of the fucking great, it was like CNN anchors doing bloopers. It was, um, it was the farting preacher. It was, um, you, you know, the farting preacher, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the, the best thing of all yeah, time. Yeah, it really is. It, that, but then it was also like, kind of like horrible things so it'd be like there was there's one time there was a full orchestra where the stage collapsed underneath them as they were playing i've seen that so that was on there it was just kind of every video that was like you have to see this on one tape and it got passed around by all the comics yeah there is yeah there was always those tapes too yeah farting preachers someone falling down and then all of a sudden a bicyclist getting hit by a speeding train yes well i didn't need to see Yes. Ever. Someone needs to. I did need to see the farting preacher, however. Like so. the the lady, the lady who's stomping the grapes. But the best part about that Nothing is. Nothing makes me laugh more than the. It's the best. Oh, she was being such an asshole by going, "Okay, go," and then and that, like she was trying to beat. She was trying to cheat. Yeah. That's the best part of it, that whole thing. She dope. Oh, that's the funnest. It's so funny. If you haven't seen Grape Lady Fall Down, <laughs> go just Google Grape Lady Falls Down. <laughs> News. News blooper Grape Lady Fall Down. I feel like everyone... Oh. That was actually... They did it on mm. Family Guy. It was so well known. Yeah, yeah. They've done it everywhere. And the, the first viral thing I remember saying is the e, on E-Bombs World, mm-hmm. which they even jokingly, if you go to their Instagram, they're like, yep, we're still around. Like, they make fun <laughs> of how uh, they, they kind of started everything. They but did. The G.I. Joe re-dubbed uh, cartoons. Like, they took excerpts from G.I. Joe cartoons that I grew up watching and just put ridiculous dubbing, dubbed <laughs> ridiculous things, and it's so funny. Oh, I have to see that. It's always, because there's always like a message. Uh, today we learned in this cartoon and there'll be a bunch of kids on bikes and they just run into one of the G.I. Joe guys. So it's usually little kids on bikes dealing <laughs> with some guy that's half snake. <laughs> you know, some Cobra Con guy. And and then they're like, never play with matches. when you're. But they just added like, uh, which one of you kids wants a body massage or whatever. <laughs> it's just like ridiculous. And I laughed so hard at it and it was I remember on dial up in someone's college dorm room watching it on a computer back when I had to finish my papers in the library because I didn't (laughs) even know people owned computers but I remember seeing it on dial up someone watched it's so old have you seen and I some I've just seen this for the first time but someone told me it's very old have you seen the one that is uh your business card is crap. No. Okay, just watch it. I won't describe it. Okay. It's kind of self-explanatory, but 
it's just one of those things where like it as I watch it I just it's there are people who make videos and they think a lot of us do this we think we're presenting ourselves in one way right here I'm gonna act like this and I'm gonna have this like stance and this attitude and people will interpret me in this way that I think they're gonna interpret me right. and they're so fucking wrong like they're <laughs> so incorrect about like if I talk like this I'm gonna seem like a tough know-it-all guy whereas like this guy that does the video is such a knob it's hilarious <laughs> and what is he he's just talking about business cards he's talking about what a bad business card is and this is like it's it's and then he shows his own business card and oh, and, and about how like this this how important business cards are and but he's it's got a, a touch of uh tony robbins but like if tony robbins was on crystal meth is kind of the feeling it had well there's also the that's the comic relief from uh american psycho that movie where the you know they all are jealous and envious of the what kind of paper and font yes it's like oh that's bone and copper plate yeah they're all like oh my, i can't believe he has a better car than mine <laughs> i have to maintain my composure Maybe yeah. I'll kill somebody later. That part of that movie made me feel sick because it, there were things that I would see that would come up in the world that would make me feel like I'll never be able to, everyone will always know that I'm from a farm. Like in a th thing like that where I'm like, I, I don't know anybody that acts like this. Like oh, that wow. feeling of like, I don't know anyone who's ever had a business card. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's funny because those people in real life, they're the ones, they're all, everyone's from a farm. Yeah. Everyone's pretending to not be a farm. We're all farmers. <laughs> We're all onlyfarmers.com. <laughs> and everyone's pretending to be big city. That's what I realized, or the, with this famous thing. With yes. Con, people pretending to, uh, and it works to pretend to be successful or pretend to be sophisticated or any. It worked on me when I first came here and I'm like god I'm not but now I'm realizing everyone's just pretending yeah that's very true and you can only pretend for so long and then the mask is going to come off and then you're screwed so you right. might as well just actually work on your authentic self or by just buy nicer quality masks <laughs> made of high quality paper yeah. that doesn't bend in the hand yes <laughs> I have in driving around this area I'm now obsessed with the idea of buying a donut there's so many donut places do you want to get a donut i mean i not really like i do but i don't want to get out of the car because it's going to be like an oven yeah but you know like you don't see so many donut places as you do out here i'm an, i i don't think about donuts that much you, one, I'm not bragging, but I don't have much of a sweet tooth. It feels like you are. Like, to me, it hurts me. Did you know I've never had a cavity in my life? Are you fucking kidding me? Never in my life. Oh. Yeah. However, almost on an abuse level, I would brush my teeth after each piece of candy I had on Halloween because I was petrified that tiny monsters were indeed <laughs> digging, putting oh. holes in my teeth. Oh, no. I thought cavity creeps were tiny little lamisil-like monsters that lived <sighs> in your mouth. And they were going to eat at my teeth. Well, God, I, no wonder you don't have a sweet tooth. I was instilled with fear. I was not allowed sugar cereals. I was not allowed chocolate. We ate something called carob. Ugh. Uh, the worst. So, and every Pax and Panther I know <laughs> was in the Swiss Wash program, <laughs> which is 100% fluoride. Once a month, 
you would put this in your mouth, accidentally swallow a little, and then vomit all day. It yes. was it would make me so nauseous. The Swish Wash. <laughs> the Swish Wash program. It was experimental. Not a lot of schools were doing it. Uh, if I ever see an adult now and I'm like and being a Pax and Panther comes up, I'm like, Have you ever had a cavity? And they're like, No. Wow. And if someone doesn't have a cavity and I just meet them, I'm in New York City, I'm like, you're a Pax and Panther? And they're like, what? How did you know what town I'm from? That's That one, I'm kidding. That one, that'd be crazy. But that has happened that way. I mean, the the Swish Swash program. It was, it was these guys in lab coats. They didn't work. The people came and they gave us fluoride. Now, did you? And there was fluoride in my drinking water in my town. Yeah. I think everybody had that. I know a lot of people without cavities. But, but yeah. probably cancer. That's Come well, you know, right around the corner. G- give and take, give and take. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but did you ever have the thing? This is what we had, and it was much more fun, and and like it, there's nothing scary about it. But they would every like once a year or whatever, they would a dentist would come to our school and give a kind of a demonstration. And what they would do is they would have you chew up a red pill. And right. it would show all the places you you missed when you brushed that morning, if you even brushed at all that yeah, morning. Yeah, I did that at my orthodontist, the archaic man that put rubber bands and a cage in my Ugh. roof of my mouth to poke my tongue to teach me to not lisp anymore. Oh. But, but guess what? It worked. Did it? Yeah. I mean, I don't uh, talk. I used to talk like Charles Nelson Riley, and now I'm, <laughs> you know, or just kind of an inconceivable type. I used to, well, I guess a, more of a Wallace John. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, they, I remember him giving those pink pills and it shows plaque or tartar. Yes, and it's very embarrassing. Plaque and or tartar. And tartar. I went to that showgirls Venus fair once. Too. You did? Yeah, we, there, there's Susanna, Susanna Lucky Deluxe. She's a comic that moved away, but she did something called Peep Show there where she would ask you questions about uh, taboo issues while doing a striptease Jimmy Pardo did it a bunch of comics did it and, and it was very uncomfortable to have a naked person doing a striptease while interviewing you what was the and idea it was very funny to watch okay because the it would be funny because people were uncomfortable it's it just the reaction and some people would act kind of like oh yeah like where this is going and I was just like uh I don't like there's a phone in there too that so you could talk it's like an old-timey thing where you put in quarters, there's a phone, and glass. It's like visiting someone in prison except they're naked. Wow. <laughs> so you talk to them on the phone, and it's a booth. And I swear I went there for work. <laughs> it was a work thing. It was research. There's a small paycheck involved. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It and was it was there? It, it was, was at that, that place? It was at that place. We're on Victory and Lancashire. Victory and Lancashire. Yeah. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah. There's um, there was uh, there was a show in New York, um, comics doing stand up naked. Do you ever hear about that? No. Yeah. Real com or I mean, mm-hmm. comics that just did that show and got naked. I mean, I feel like, yes, I feel like you'd have to be a real comic to even be able to focus on your material while being naked while on stage. I do know. I think Zach Sherwin talked about it on a podcast one time. Oh wow. Which is very. He's you know he's kind of a hippie. That's his thing. Yeah. Um, he's, a, he's got a loose hippie lifestyle. <laughs> he's loosey goosey. I really like that guy. I do too. He's a, always uh, puts me in a good mood. Yeah, he's so nice and calming, 
and like, and he gets it. He's one of those people that always understands what you're talking about. Right. I, I, he's just one of those guys where I, I talk to him. I'm like, wow, you put me at ease. I hope I, I hope I do that for someone, somebody, sometime. Probably not right now, though. <laughs> Later, I gotta go be stressed out. <laughs> now that your hip is better, I bet you're gonna be able to do that much it's, more. I really think so. I, I didn't realize how constant the pain was until all of a sudden there's metal in there and my bones aren't t- rubbing together. Yes. It's it's full relief in my joint and well, all the yelling I did in traffic all the snapping at people well yeah I hope that that's cut down although I've been doing that since my youth well <laughs> I mean look me too it's a habit but also oftentimes there's a reason yeah uh, there's a reason everybody does everything but being in constant chronic pain yes and then getting you it's so long you have it that you get used to it yeah is I did. a bad yeah then you're kind of almost feeling negative because it's like well this will this is just my life yep. like this will never end yeah i'm really excited for my physical future which i've never felt or i haven't for a long time that's great i feel like in the future i'm gonna be an in shape pain-free person do you feel like you're gonna develop into a real zach sherwin eventually i really hope so <laughs> i hope that that outlook i hope that i can just and i want to be a better rapper and taller I wish I was a baller. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just talking about him reminded me that uh, Mike Kaplan came and did a drop-in set at the last business class Mm -hmm. that you were on. He made me laugh hard. He was so funny (laughs) that night. And that bit he did that wasn't, I think he said on stage that it was either new or he was working on it or whatever. But he was trying to do a bit about how the most powerful thing is not using your power. And it was so interesting and I can't stop thinking about it. Cause he was basically making the point that like a lot of people are like, use your power for good or use your power to do this or that or to fight this or yeah, that. Yeah. And instead he was like, but wouldn't really the most powerful thing to do with your power is to not use your power against people. Right. Which is just- For an, good or bad. Yeah, just to be able like, how powerful you would be to be able to restrain yourself from lording your power over anybody. What were his examples? Because I don't remember. Like, if you were able to fly. He... (laughs) Don't go invisible if you can go invisible. Right. Um, He he was working it out and kind of talking through it and then laughed and said that it was a new bit or something. Yeah, yeah. But just the concept of it is so interesting. Yeah. I like that he's so philosophical in his comedy. Yes. It makes it fun. I want to be that way. I want to be like other people. (laughs) I want to be however I'm not, and I also want new material, but I don't want to have to write it. Me too. That's my thing. In a panic, uh, that night actually I remember trying new stuff because I I had just recorded these hour-long sets to compile and give to hopefully a guy that's going to produce a special for me, and I'm, like, after doing all my jokes... I'm like, oh, I really am tired of some of these things. I really must replace them. Yes. With new ideas that are not about balls. (laughs) Your jokes aren't about balls. Some of them, some of them are. I notice in doing, because I just don't do enough comedy and I often flake on shows and I I don't take it seriously because I've I've had other jobs and stuff, so it's not my main thing. But I love it, and I want to do it, mm-hmm. but I also don't. I'm. It's very easy for me to be like, I'm not going to show up, and you can't threaten me with anything because I'm, un, because I'm, 
I'm beyond all caring. Right. Uh, which well, is a and bad I'm, for comedy. I'm like not doing the other things that you are doing. All I am doing is showing up all the time. That's yeah. where I'm like, oh, well, as long as I just keep doing these shows, <laughs> but I'm not doing the other work. Like, you got to do it all. Yes. How do you do it all? I don't know. How do you do it all, Zach Shirley? So good. Well, but also I think my thing is because I'm so insanely prideful that I get in my own way so badly of like, I have that leftover 90s obsession with I want to beat everyone. I want to be the best one. I want to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't want to just do a set. I want to destroy it's that thing that that I started out with that maybe I could kind of reach that level every once in a while well now I never do because I don't do comedy enough so then I have so much shame about sets that are fine right because I don't want to just have a fine set right like I want people to be like this is the I you changed my life or whatever yeah and that's why I'm. people are always like, you're really hard on yourself. Why aren't you happy with that? And I'm like, because it wasn't great and I can do great. Yes. So when it's just good, I'm pissed like it was bad. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I, in the 90s, uh, the older comics were mean and everything was about this upcoming contest. Yes. And whoever win it, won it got a golden ticket to Los Angeles. And that's <laughs> what I was raised in. I, I think it was the era, not even so much. It was. Because I was dealing with that on a smaller level, you know in Austin well, it while was, you were dealing with it. it. Nobody was nice, so the only way you could ever get any f- footing was to be a be known as being a really good comic. That's the only way people mm-hmm. would even kind of acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. So then I had this real dukes up kind of mentality yeah, yeah. about comedy, and I also, which made me, of course, hate comedy. Yeah. Because w- how exhausting is that and not fun? That's yeah. why, like, the first time I saw... Rory Scovel on stage and he was just doing that bit about being in the grocery store and it was like so benign that you know like it it wasn't some groundbreaking concept but his full person was mm-hmm. having the best time yes. talking about a kind of dumb thing he's so fun to watch he's for me. so great did you see his new special i haven't seen it's it it's fucked i'm like god damn it <laughs> cuz he uh, i like how his brain works and yeah. I can relate to how his brain works it's amazing and, and he's really good at it and the opening sketch it's you gotta watch it I gotta see he's it he's just this this like uh, Chris Angel eyeliner <laughs> like asshole <laughs> comedian character in the opening yes I have to see it. It's so great. I mean, yeah. I will, I love watching him. I will absolutely yeah, watch yeah. that. He's one of my favorites. I, there's a lot of specials I, I don't get excited you know but when I, someone well, when like it's that, someone that or, or, you also, it's hard to watch comedy when you do comedy because then you mm-hmm. either are like, you're either, there's not a lot of pluses. It's like right. you're either jealous, it makes you feel bad, yeah. or you're you're critical, whatever. I was but, jealous watching him, but it made me feel good. But it's also. It's like, I feel like I can do that too, maybe. Sure. <laughs> well, it's it's about kind Inspiring. of having yeah. a good time and, yeah. and loosening up around it as yeah. opposed to tightening and being competitive it's yeah, it, yeah. he feels to me like will ferrell where just his talking is funny so yeah. everything's fine you just yeah. watch him and go everything's good yeah it's yeah. all good everyone's at ease yeah. yeah and even when a joke didn't work and i was reassured because he had some diarrhea and paul's jokes too <laughs> sure like, see it's okay yes <laughs> it's beloved <laughs> of course it's okay uh yeah yeah i text i had to like i I had to tell him that was really great. 
And then he's like, thank you. And then later I'm like, really, I very much liked it. <laughs> I had to like, uh, and he's like, all right, all right, take it easy. <laughs> I got a baby and a wife and stuff. Yeah, I really like your comedy. <laughs> You're like, well, normally I say this to people and I do not mean it, but I yeah, need yeah. you to understand I'm yeah, not lying. Exactly. That's why I had to reinforce it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it's, you know, when you're on stage, like, it's the thing of, uh, when ooh, I'm we, on stage. We can go home whenever, we've been going a while. Oh, okay, good. I mean, um, just a little post, that's a little behind the scenes. Okay, good. I, that's good to know, because I'm <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can uh, finish your thought, though. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. I kind of can't. I was saying the same thing in a just a kind of a third angle, but it's exactly the same idea. Yeah. Which is just comedy is only fun if you're having fun. Right. The end. Yeah, that's true. And I need to always. It's something I even tell myself. It's so dumb, but I do tell myself that before I. And like remind myself to have fun, or at least pretend I'm having fun. At least pretend. Because then you can all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's working. It's like when you stare in the mirror and you smile. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm happy now, even yeah. though I was looking like a murderer at myself in the mirror, smiling. Yeah. And holding, you know, I have to hold a knife sometimes. You just simply to look at yourself. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I finally watched that scary thing that you mentioned two years ago and sent you a picture of it. But the the lady with the voodoo doll and yes. the knife, and then yes. her teeth turned into it. Really was scary. Okay. And it was a YouTube horribly not a very good quality. What was Ooh. it? Uh, Trilogy of Terror. Trilogy of Terror. God. So scary. But here's... Now, you sent me that picture on Twitter. And you were right. It's so... Well, this necklace isn't supposed to fall off. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> she sets it down, it falls off, and then all hell breaks loose. I better go take a bath <laughs> into my most vulnerable position in the bathtub <laughs> and hope this necklace doesn't fall off. Oh, but God. her teeth, because she then becomes the monster, yes. which I forgot until you sent me that picture. Yeah. The way her teeth are all individual things mm -hmm. looks, looking like they got shaved down that I forgot that part and I had a dream when I was like in my mid-20s very disturbing where they found a serial killer outside my parents house uh -huh. and when and it was almost like I was a documentary filmmaker so we walked up onto this hill where they had pinned him down and they were arresting him. Oh, and wow. when he turned around, he had those teeth. And when I woke up, I was like shaken to my core. I was just like, this was holy recent. fuck. No, this was oh, in my okay. 20s. I think oh, it was okay. like after I stopped drinking. No. Well, whatever. But when you sent me that picture, I was like, that's where that fucking came from. Because part of this being afraid of that dream was like, well, how did I come up with that? That's so creepy. Wow, well, yeah. And it was I like need, a buried memory. It'd be nice to have a, a dream deciphering person for, because I use my reoccurring dream was that I, in my dreams, I've, I've killed people when I was younger and I've, I've forgotten about it, but I'm one day I'm going to get in trouble for all the murders I've committed. That's <laughs> the dream? I'm, yeah, in my dream. And so I can't. And I, then I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank God I haven't killed anyone. <laughs> like, what a weird, suppressed, like... Well, you feel guilty. You have guilt. Yeah. But it could be it guilt is. about anything. Okay. It could. It's just that, that feeling of, like, you have done... You are responsible. You are guilty. Yeah, sometimes it's more straightforward where I've, I've actually had dreams where I'm sitting on a chair, like a lazy boy chair, and it's reclined. And it's floating on water, and my sister's trapped under it. Ooh. And I'm relaxing. <laughs> and she's like, I can't. And I'm like, well, I don't want to drown. <laughs> and she, but I can't. I'm too, like, oh, that, I haven't had that for a long time. But Water is emotions. 
Okay. So um, you know this stuff. Already. I know a little bit. I, I le- because I can remember my dreams very clearly. I can't and anymore. Yeah, so I look things up after I see them. Yeah, these are old dreams that were just greatest hit, like reoccurring. Mm. The other one, of course, uh, ambient. The, just people laughing and scratching and cackling and devil noises as I'm in a giant crib closing in on me. It starts as a hallway and I'm running and then I'm trapped in a cage. <laughs> what? Yeah, and there's voices. And they used to happen during the day. and so. What do you mean? Voices in my head. Oh, that okay. were background noise amplified. Other kids' pencils scratching started to sound. It amplified, got louder and started to sound like <laughs> like mm. devil voices and i'd just be sitting there in class going well i'm possessed and i'm in fifth grade um and uh it kind of gradually went away but i saw a bunch of uh, child psychologists one of them named richard come i believe <laughs> i've mentioned richard come before um richard c-o-m-e k-u-m-m okay sounds that's... more like a radio station i feel like that was not the best name he should have maybe he could have added i mean any number of things to the end of that dealing with kids hi how are you i've never seen such a long shopping cart incredibly long we are it's like we're waiting for a train (laughs) but uh oh he gave us a thanks (laughs) thank you he's that was sweet of him he said we could park in that cage (laughs) yeah he just pointed and said you could park in there yeah can we like a horse corral no there's no way no and also um (laughs) We're not going. To, we're not going here. Yeah, yeah. We're just. Uh, we're just using it to get they, out of the area. We've felt very welcomed here at this Costco, though. Everyone yes. is like, "Hey, you want to park?" We're, they're waving at us. We're very popular. Come, yeah. They're like, "Come be a part of our community." No thanks. You know what? They just recognize us. They're dying our heads. But- <laughs> is there any? Do you have anything coming up that you want to plug before we park and go into Costco here? I am a member, and we can get a giant size bottle of tequila oh, shit. we can get dollar hot dogs <laughs> and a bottle of tequila let's do it um let's see what do i have coming up um i don't think i do uh, maybe i have i think i'm gonna do josh and josh next thursday which is at bar lubich um thursday this J- july 6th um it's that, a fun show that's my main one and i'm you know hopefully have i'll have a little bit of new material for that yeah only my goal and I'll do I'm, drunk voice. I got shows. What do you got? Oh, I don't know. It's on. I'll I'll tweet about it. I'm working on a very fun thing with Mike Upchurch, so that I'm very excited about. Oh, your new jam? A new jam? Yeah, yeah. With Upchurch. Already, we're combining two old movies. One of them is this Office computer movie, and then the other one's a Hell's Angel movie. So we're at it's the, basically the guy quits his computer job and joins joins the head of Hell's Angels in one day. <laughs> And uh, there's a lot of fights, and I have to get in better shape just to do these fight scenes. But it's so funny, and they're just going to composite me over Jack Nicholson. And uh, oh, that's great! And it's we've kind of figured out the rights thing, and and uh, absolutely is going to help us, and it's real exciting. Oh, that's great! I want to very very excited about that. So I'm going to make that video, and I'm talking about it early. Yes, I always do that. Here's the thing that's going to happen. No, that's good, though. Yeah, a few months. Cool. So that's all i got to say about that. It's good to see you again, friend. It's good to see you, too. I'm excited about your fancy new computer car. Oh, my God, I love this fucking car. When you don't have a car for, like, five months and you rely on Uber and shit, Mm -hmm. like, 
the just like your hip pain. I was just adjusting to that life where I'm like, well, if I do want to go anywhere, I have to smell some dude's cologne the whole time. Right. And it's going to take 20 minutes for him to pick me up yeah. and drop me off. Like, such a pain. And now I can go wherever I want in, in total luxury. <laughs> And I, yeah, I don't, I, uh, I'm, I, I'm also excited about my computerized leg. We yes. both have, computers are the future. Computer, computer access leg. It's good to see you, friend. Good to see you, too. You've been listening uh, to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We want to send you off in style We want to welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Malcorn Uh, with Karen and Chris.